Throughout the Old Testament, you will find the image repeated of a specific type of tree, the cedar of Lebanon, used as a symbol for great kingdoms. The cedar becomes associated with God's promises to Israel that he will make of them a great kingdom. The image of the cedar of Lebanon then serves as a messianic prophecy of the coming of God's kingdom. While today's first reading is from the 17th chapter of the prophet Ezekiel, you could turn to chapter 31 of the same book and see there that the prophet uses words very similar to the words used by Jesus in the gospel passage today. Jesus seems to borrow Ezekiel's words that speak of the kingdom that is great and large, becoming a place that all the birds of the air and the beasts can come to find shelter and a home. The cedar tree, by virtue of being tall and strong and valuable, serves as a symbol for a kingdom that is vast, expansive, powerful, and rich. Jesus fulfills on earth the messianic prophecy of God's kingdom by establishing his church. From Jesus' preaching, we learn that the kingdom is here, and it is the church. The kingdom of God is present on this earth in the church, but present in mystery. We await the fulfillment of the life of that kingdom in heaven, to be sure, yet the kingdom is in fact already present here, in that God himself in Christ Jesus has come to inaugurate the kingdom on this earth. Jesus' listeners would have been surprised by his parable in the gospel selection we heard today. To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? It is like a mustard seed. Wait, what? If we thought it seemed appropriate, we might play that record scratch sound effect as this parable is read. Jesus' listeners would have expected to hear that the kingdom is like a cedar tree. That Jesus does not use that image, but rather the image of a mustard seed that becomes, honestly at most, a tall bush, teaches us of the mystery of the kingdom. God's kingdom has been started here. It is certainly a vast and strong and rich kingdom, yet it does not appear here on this side of heaven as we might want and as we might expect. Here, you see, there are wheat and weeds. Here, there is holiness and sin. Here, there is glory and majesty, but also weakness and failure. Yet the kingdom of God is, in fact, here. We have to learn to see the reality Jesus promises present in the church, and we have to learn to love the church. We may certainly want the human aspects of the church to be improved. We should want that. And we must quickly admit that to make the church appear more as she truly is, then we must each focus on our own conversion, on our call to live greater holiness, and on the call to share in the mission to proclaim the kingdom to others and to bring them to deeper life in the church. One aspect of caring for the kingdom present in the church and sharing in the mission Christ gave to his church is our shared stewardship and responsibility for the needs of the church, especially here at our parish. I try to observe a pattern of speaking about two times a year about parish finances. My hope is that we recognize that our spiritual mission requires material resources and the commitment to financial treasure. 
As disciples, we share in that responsibility. Four times each year, soon after the completion of a financial quarter, we print in the bulletin a financial report on our parish finances. We do that so that you can have a greater awareness of our financial financial position. It is important to me that you can see that your gifts are used responsibly. When you look at each quarter and when you look at our budget year to year, a consistent pattern in our budget is that our Sunday collections underperform. In other words, we regularly do not collect from the Sunday collection the amount we hope and plan for. And for the record, we do not set the expectations very high. The reason our budget balance at the end of the year looks good is because we are frugal and we cut spending to make up the difference where our collections fall behind. The truth is that if we can promote a common care and responsibility for our parish needs, and if we could have each parishioner or parish family commit to that common care, then we would have more than enough income for our needs and for the things we desire to do to proclaim and build God's kingdom. First, I want to thank all of you who make a commitment to regularly support our parish needs with your gifts. Everyone in the parish owes you a debt of gratitude. Secondly, I want to encourage more of the parish to prayerfully consider a greater participation in the support of our parish. I want to encourage more of the parish to join in being disciples who make the commitment of financial support. And my encouragement is rather simple. I ask you to become what I call a planned giver. If you do not currently make regular donations, can you become a giver who plans your gift to the parish so that it happens more consistently and regularly? If you do not yet have the habit of making regular gifts to the parish, and even if you think your gift would be small, I want to give you a concrete image for your giving. Nearby us here is a Sonic restaurant. The cost of a cheeseburger combo meal is $7.70. Could you make a commitment to take a step, to make a start, by giving the value of that meal to your parish each week? If you do, that will be a gift of $31 per month, and it will equal $400 per year. Even a small gift offered regularly becomes something larger. The kingdom of God is here in our midst in the church established by Jesus. We have a common call to share in the care of the church and the needs and work of the church. Jesus surprised those who heard him in the gospel by using an image of something small, the mustard seed, that can grow and become something greater. Perhaps that image can inspire more of us to see that no matter the size of our gifts to the parish, we can contribute to the parish while knowing that small things can become great. When we give to the needs of the parish, we ask God to bless the work of the church And at the same time, we ask God to bless us for having made a sacrifice. If we have an email address for you in the parish office, you should receive from me this week an email that thanks those of you who already give to the parish and at the same time encourages more in the parish to become planned givers by making use of our electronic giving program called Faith Direct. 
You can follow the link in the email directly to sign up for Faith Direct, and you can conveniently manage your donations to the parish from your own computer or device. Faith Direct brochures are also in the back of church and in the round table in the narthex if you would like more information today before the email is sent this week. You can also visit our website to learn more about giving and Faith Direct. Finally, if you would prefer to make use of regular envelopes instead of electronic giving, and if you do not have envelopes for donations, then please know that you too can respond to this appeal by calling the office to get set up with envelopes to become a more regular contributor, a planned giver to our parish needs. Together in the name of the Lord, we scatter seeds of faith, seeds for the kingdom of God. No matter how small any of our actions or gifts or seeds might seem to be, we trust that together the Lord grants increase and rewards us with more than we can imagine.